This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on? It's Chris, the Dating Doc, and this podcast episode is all about relationship fluidity. Quit playing yourself. Quit sitting on the sidelines because you're not sure what kind of relationship you want. Stay tuned. Learn about the pillars that really define and give strength to relationship fluidity, no matter if you're looking for friends with benefit, long-term or short-term. Stay tuned. Okay, so I know you want me to get into the good stuff, but you got to know a little bit about what's going on in my life. I have to do this. I have to do this. It's my primer. It's my warm-up. It's what it's what tells you, hey, look, this guy's got his own story. I know I want to get in and get his good advice. Anyway, so what's going on in my life? I am healing up from a bad, pretty bad, gnarly sinus infection to the point I had the, I thought I had the Rona. Got checked it out, got checked out, didn't have it, uh, but it, it put me on my ass for a little bit. I mean, I was, I was sleeping a lot. I'm still taking a uh, amoxicillin and I'm healing up. Unfortunately, you know, I, I had to slow down a couple of sessions. I, I did apologize to my active clients. I told them, hey, look, this is what's going on. Um, you know, and, and that was part of that was part of me checking in with myself and saying, hey, yes, I feel guilty. It means that I care about my clients, but at the same time, I need to take care of myself. First and foremost, if I can't take care of myself, I can't serve. Right. And if I can't serve, I'm not doing my job. So first priority was me, right? And that's a healthy way of being selfish. So yeah, we got that going on. Then what else in my life? Uh, I think by the end of this week, I'm going to get on Amazon and just go in there and buy what I need to, uh, especially for my little daughter. And uh, man, shout out to anyone in the military that can can identify with this. I just got done with this long um, report that I had to do for military school, military online class. It was no fun, no bueno. I was up to about zero one in the morning and I got it done. And, uh, my brain, it was just been fried from it, making sure that Caribbean Chicago style footnotes and all that have been put in the right place. It was a, almost literally a headache. So that's what's going on in my life. Okay. I know y'all came for the good stuff. So stay tuned. Listen up. Relationship fluidity. So the reason I want to talk about relationship fluidity is that I think part of the hesitation on why people sign up for my services, whether it's video speed dating, whether it's date coaching, matchmaking, et cetera, et cetera, is that they're trying to figure out okay, what is the theme here? What is the intent? What is the purpose? Is the dating doc, is he pro long-term? Is he against short-term or vice versa? And I am pro freedom. Okay, and, uh, me being military, you might think I'm, I'm, I'm going that way. I'm not going that way. What I mean is that I'm pro connections. No one has a leg to stand on if you're half-assing communication, if you're half-assing the attempts to get to know someone, regardless what that relationship looks like 
and relationships. When most people think of, I want to be in a relationship, they normally go to long-term, right? They're normally thinking about, I want to be in an exclusive long-term relationship that can go somewhere. Some people just say they want a relationship. They, they, they don't even get to the point of saying they want to get married. They just want, they just want a relationship. But what I've seen is that people put the horse before the carriage, right? They think of the fact that, well, if I'm dating, I'm only going to date with someone who's relationship minded. Relationship minded does not have any direct correlation with saying that you have the values to even provide in a relationship, the patience, the conflict resolution skills, uh, self-awareness, being coachable, things of that sort. Just because someone says they're looking for a relationship does not mean that they're prepared to offer, to give in that relationship uh, as much as they want to take from the relationship. So that's why I decided to do this relationship fluidity podcast episode and aptly named right now relationship fluidity i may actually come back to the subject and do a part two part three so be on the lookout for that um and then the connotation of the word fluidity itself it's 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 a almost a buzzword nowadays used more nowadays it's 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 kind of come back into the realm um mainstream media is covering it more and when it comes to gender fluidity um it so again not to be confused with with that uh, fluidity more synonymous with with flexibility right that's kind of what what i'm looking at more when it comes to relationship fluidity uh because part of that fluidity and flexibility right just like the flow of a river or the flow of our lives which are ever evolving one year you might be relationship minded and you got burned really bad from that relationship and now you're looking at other things you're looking at hey i'm at a point where i can't really offer in a long-term relationship but i do want a connection see that's the difference you can still have a connection that's built on respect communication and honesty but because of that honesty it may not be a long-term relationship Inversely, you may have a long-term relationship, but because both of you are dead set on a long-term relationship, that was the goal without doing the work. And it's a relationship that, yes, by all intents and purposes is long-term, but it's not built on honesty, communication, and respect. And that's what we're gonna get into. So stay tuned, hope you're loving this episode. If you get a chance, Get on my Instagram. I'm at the dating doc, the dating doc. Hit me up, send me a like, follow me, send me a message. Let me know that you're listening to this. I would definitely appreciate it. Stay tuned. So I was alluding to communication, respect, and honesty. Honesty just, it doesn't mean that you're avoiding from lying, right? Most people think of of honesty as like, well, just someone who's not going to lie to me. Honesty is a lot deeper than that. Honesty means that you are totally checking in with yourself and you've gotten to a point where you can honestly tell your partner what's going on in your head 
in a way that doesn't come off overbearing, in a way that doesn't come off with blaming them, and in a way that they understand that honesty, getting it off your chest, is a cathartic experience, which segues into communication. Communication is verbal, nonverbal. That can mean an ass grab. You know, nonverbal could be that eye contact when you're watching um, stand-up comedy and you both know that there's an inside joke associated with whatever you just heard, right? That's communication. Communication could be a funny text message during the day. Communication could be the fact that you're actively listening to the point that you remember a conversation you had a couple days ago and you refer to it. If you're in the dating process, you're getting to know a person and you say, hey, so any updates on that boss that uh, they're looking at removing? Any updates on the piece of art that you're looking at selling? I really like the colors, right? That's communication. The nonverbal could be standing in line at a coffee shop and just having, you know, the man having his hand around woman's hips. That's communication. Okay, it's a subconscious communication, but it is communication. And then the respect part, which which ties all this in. You can communicate well, you can be honest, and you can still be jerks to each other. So that's where the respect comes in. And, and the way that I look at respect is everyone's fighting their own battle. So why am I going to add to the stress when I could lead with respect? And it, it's something that I would want in return, right? These are things that you want in return. You want good communication, so you should give, give good communication. You should want honesty, so give honesty. You would want respect, so provide respect. Respect is not just being nice. Respect is about, hey, look, you know, we understand that you've gone and worked on us. You've worked on the relationship. I understand that you as a single parent, I understand that you as a as a struggling student, I have respect for your grind. I have awareness. And again, that's part of that communication. And it also goes into the honesty. All these can be combined in the three. Why am I saying all this? Because you can have a short-term relationship, a booty call, friends with benefits, whatever you want to call it, and still lead with those pillars. Honesty, respect, and communication. That does not just belong to long-term relationships. Okay, when, when you think of these values, you know, the value system, it, it's, it's not a promotion system where you've decided what you and that person are, but, you know, values are out the window because you've either objectified each other to just using each other for sex or just to hang out every now and then. If you lead with honesty, respect, and communication, even if there's no expectation that it's not going to go farther than whatever level you're at, you're doing well. And then you're practicing these skills. So when you do meet someone that you really, truly want to connect with on a deeper level and you want it to last longer, you don't have atrophy when it comes to communication, respect, and honesty. I repeat that because I, I want people to understand that um, these are pillars that apply anywhere, like I said. So um, if you're talking to someone and you say, you know what, I'm really not looking for anything serious but I'm going to provide these pillars. I'm still I'm still looking to provide not just me, 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 not just what you want, but you have to be able to provide that as well, to be able to say, look, right now I just got out of a bad breakup. 
and I'm just looking to have a little bit of fun, right? Hint, hint. No one wants to say I want to. I want to slut out. They never say that. They just they they use they use these other fancier words. Um, but in, in the conversation, in the communication, be like, look, all I expect and that I give is drum roll, honesty, communication, respect. That simple. That simple. I, I have to. I, I'm beating the dead horse here, but please understand that just because you're looking for short term does not mean that you forget these values. A lot of this relationship fluidity does not deal with what you want out of dating. It's what you can give to dating. That should be the pace. That should be the pace that you set when it comes to what can I offer dating? That should be what drives you to say, you know, realistically, and you could even quantify this. Realistically, I can only give 10 hours a week to dating. That includes dinner dates. That includes sex. That includes watching a movie, cuddling, hanging out, hanging out around the house. Etc. Etc. Or you may tell yourself, I can only give two hours a week to dating, which includes an hour and a half dinner date and maybe a hookup. Be realistic. What you can offer, not what relationships and and what men or women can offer you. What can you offer and go off of that pace? Okay, that's how you should drive it. So when you when you think about creating your portfolio, quote unquote, right? If you're looking like for using the metaphor of like the stock portfolio, your dating portfolio, break it down in a way where you could quantify it, where you could say, hey, I understand that I need to text some people, some interested partners to get this going, to get the, the to get the momentum going for interest, for mutual interest. And you also understand that eventually a couple of people are going to drop off. They're going to ghost you. They're going to flake. Paradox of choices. They're addicted to options, right? They're talking to 10 people and end up connecting with zero, right? So you got to understand that if, if you're misguided, if, if, if you're just kind of going winging it and saying, well, I'm just going to swipe, swipe, swipe until I just see the person that I like and then go from there um, without any kind of guidance, without any kind of direction, you may not do too well. And there's exceptions. There's people that randomly do well. They, they first person they swipe and match with, you, you communicate, you exchange messages, um, you're off to the races. Again, whether that's a quality short-term relationship, quality long-term, lukewarm long-term, whatever you're looking for. But just make sure that you take a step back and realize, okay, how much can I give right now? Because connection is important. Okay, what you don't want to do is you say, I have zero time for dating. You have time for dating. If, if you're busy playing on your phone, if you're busy watching Netflix episodes and binging and whatnot, you have time for dating. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear no excuses. So what you have to do is you have to be able to quantify it and say, okay, two hours tops. And on top of that, not only quantify the time you have, but how many partners are you going to want to balance? Are you going to want to message? You may tell yourself, okay, I'm going to work a squad max. If you want to talk bas- basketball squad, that's five people. 
you know, if you want to talk about a population in one squad, that's three people. Shout out to my virtual reality Oculus players. But whatever that number is, limit it. Tell yourself, okay, I can only give two hours a week and about two guys can get my attention. If you're a woman, same if you're a guy, you say, look, I'm going to work three of them. One falls out, two is optimal. And when it comes to that, I have to be intentional. I want to see one of them. I'm not just going to text all the time, good afternoon, good morning, all this boring filler type of stuff. You need to be a little bit gold-minded with what you want out of this fluidity. And you can't tell yourself long-term or not, or short-term or not. Be connection-minded. Okay, I said that at the beginning of this podcast. Be connection-minded. Just try to catch a vibe. As the youngins say, catch vibe. Right? I actually like that. I, I like that slang. There's some stuff like fleek and AF, right? Ass, you know, F word. I can't get down with the, that new slang, but um, I can get down with catch a vibe in, in, in the dating slang world. I, I'm, I'm, I'm about that. I'm about catching a vibe. Just that's what you should focus on. Okay? Catching a vibe has more to do with communication than just looks. I'll tell you this, there's a lot of boring people online that you're not going to catch a vibe with, but they look good. They'll just stay pictures. They can just remain online pictures you can check out, but they have no intent to actually communicate. They're actually dating because they're bored. I actually covered that in the podcast about attention economics and information overload, which you can check out. But bottom line, quantify it. Put some goals down, build your relationship portfolio. Let's get it going. Here's the other thing too that I wanted to touch on when it came to relationship fluidity, which is the topic of this podcast episode, is not to demonize the other side. You know, it's one of those things where if someone gets married three times, you know, three failed divorces or however you want to look at it and you demonize them because they want to go for that fourth, let them be. Okay. Um, inversely, if, if they're just wanting to quote unquote hook up, but yet they're providing the pillars, they're providing someone with respect, they're satisfying them in many ways beyond sexually, let them be. We are in a state, a state of emergency socially, in my opinion, where we would rather debate and be divisive rather than try to find like common ground, common understanding, and at least understanding that someone has a different view and not that you're blindly just accepting it, just being this pacifist and not not looking at the details because uh, that would be a disservice as well. But it almost feels like we're addicted to these divisions. And, and you see that bleed over into the dating world where all of a sudden we feel like, well, you know, if you're red pill, you're blue pill, you're MGTOW, you're a feminist, are you third wave? Are you fourth wave? Oh crap, you're marriage minded. I'm not. Stop it. Okay. Open mindedness does not mean just being a hippie. O- open mindedness means that you understand that the sky is blue and at nighttime it's black, but at the same time, understanding that we are staring at stars that are millions, billions of years old. It's going to beyond. It's not looking at these generalized shortcuts of what you think 
the dimensions of dating should be limited to. It's continuously learning. It's adopting. It's evolving. That's what open-mindedness is. So, two things, point blank, is quit being closed-minded and judging others. And that's it. That's all you have to do. Don't demonize these folks just because you know they they want their white picket fence wedding, okay? And you just want to keep doing your thing. That's fine. Okay, we're built on our experiences. We're built on, on our value system, the way we're raised. So that's it. Doesn't mean they have to get down with your way. But again, just like I've talked about throughout this podcast episode, if you lead with respect, communication, and honesty in any realm beyond dating, this transcends you know the the topic of of dating relationships. If you lead with those pillars, you're going to be in a good place. You're going to be with a good place, and it's going to be kind of hard to argue against those kind of values, right? I mean, if if you're really just communicating and patiently letting someone speak what they want want to say, but at the same time you practice your own boundaries and you honestly say, "Look, I don't agree with you, but at the same time I'm not going to attack you for your beliefs." And I heard you out. I actively heard you. This is why I disagree. And you do that because again, communication is nonverbal. You do that in a way that's that's becomes more of a powerful experience than the initial "who's going to win" kind of debate. And again, I, I say this because I see a lot of judgment, a lot of "oh, you, you must be one of those that expects everyone to get married." No, that's the generalization. You're you're assuming that because it's me, the dating doc, or they generalize, which I have a huge problem with someone. Close to me, who got remarried. I'll just leave it at that. And the man in that relationship assumes the worst about what I do because he hasn't researched, he hasn't done his homework on what I do. Ooh, man, you got you guys got some uh, TMI there, right? But at the end, I'm not going to make assumptions on what he does until I fully explore it. And I would hope that he would do the same one day, right? We can't all be open-minded. <laughs> Ooh, little shade, a little salt. Bottom line, just keep an open mind and and don't judge people if they want to get married or not. Help is an investment. When you work on yourself, whether it's physical, emotional, financial, etc., you are investing in yourself. But it's very powerful to have someone that takes you to another level and keeps you accountable. That's what I do. I take a lot of pride in working with clients, everything from post-divorce, post-breakup, online, offline help, whatever you need, I got. Plus, I'm a practitioner when it comes to neuro-linguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, and I'm a certified life coach. Think of me as a combination of a counselor, a drill sergeant, because I'm all about that tough love, and at the same time, your best friend that can keep you accountable, keep you focused, Keep you on your goals when it comes to dating. A lot of us, we get distracted easily. We focus on mindless swiping. And then, or we're stuck in our little manic depressive state of wondering, when am I going to meet that person? Well, I'm here to guide you, to take you on your journey and get you to to where you need to be at. So check me out, thedatingdoc.com. If not, find me on IG at thedatingdoc.com. Send me a DM. Let me know who you are and what you want to work on.